Hey guys, welcome to my podcast. My name is Big T and it's the Midweek Sports Edition. Yeah, we're going to be talking about everything sports on this episode. Stay there. <laughs> now, in sports today, we're going to be talking about managers who are on the fire. I'm sure you have quite an idea what I'm talking about. Or if you don't, then stay there, stay with me and I will, you know, give you light on all of this. Now, it's the 6th day of October and it's 3, 2 p.m. Well, it rained quite early today in Lagos and the weather is quite, you know, it's quite calm. It's that weather where you relax with your significant other. <laughs> weather for two, that's how they say it. <laughs> Anyways, let's get back to the show. Now, uh, Manchester United manager Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, yeah. He's come under a lot of criticisms recently because of the performance of Manchester United. Now, you know, Manchester United, the board, they backed Ole in so much transfer window and they gave him, they added quite a host of stars into the team. They got Jadon Sancho from Borussia Dortmund. They got Rafael Varane from Real Madrid. And they got... Uh, the goats, yeah, 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 yeah. I know some of you will be laughing. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo, they brought him to Old Trafford, they brought him back to Old Trafford, and so a lot of fans already expected that uh, things would be going so well for them. They thought uh, this would probably be their season where they get to lift the EPL again, but so far, things have not been going that way. I mean, they've been you know grinding out results. <laughs> Scrappy wins, um, draws, losses. They lost to Aston Villa the other day. They drew against Everton. Lost to Young Boys in the Champions League. You know, lost in the Carabao Cup. So they've, they've, they've just been uh, struggling, right? So, who knows? Only Gunnar's job might just be on the line. And then recently, we heard after the draw at um, after the draw against Everton at Old Trafford, we saw Sir Alex. He was talking to Khabib, and he was saying, "You don't keep your best player on the bench." Referring to Ronaldo, you know, when um, a person like Alex, Sir Alex, who is an institution in football, if he comes out to give such criticism, uh, then you might just know that he might be close to the end for Ole at Manchester United. Yeah, and then the pressure that comes with having Ronaldo in your club. We know Ronaldo is not a player that likes to lose. I mean, no player likes to lose, but Ronaldo is one who shows out his frustrations whenever his, his side loses a game. That might just be problem for Oligona Sosha. Yeah. Anyways, we wish him well, and I hope he's able to turn things around because he's quite a decent manager, if you ask me. Let's head straight to the Camp Nou. Ronald Koeman, another manager who is under fire. Well, this one, I think, might be the first to lose his job because Barcelona has been performing quite awfully of late. They've played three matches back-to-back. They've not scored a goal and they've lost 3-0. They lost against Atletico Madrid 2-0. Lost against Benfica 3-0. They won Levante they drew against Cardiff and they drew Granada. So they've just, ah, they've been performing quite poorly. Not like the Barcelona that we used to know, a Barcelona that has standard. I mean, imagine Barcelona not scoring in two games. That is poor, really poor. Um, they've sold 
yeah, they lost the Mercurial one. They lost Lionel Messi. But this team is good enough to play against Benfica. Come on. Come on. And then they couldn't score against Atletico. Ah, man. They got in Memphis Depay. Yeah, they have Sergio Kunaguero. He's injured. He's not been able to feature this season. They still have a... They have quite a good number of players in the team. So I just can't figure out what is wrong currently with Barcelona. You never can tell. Maybe. Maybe Ronald Koeman might just be losing his job at the end of the transfer window or before the end of the transfer window. Time will tell. Let's go straight to the Parc des Princes. Yeah. Paris (laughs) Saint-Germain. At the start of the season, everybody thought Paris Saint-Germain would be flying. They thought this because of the kind of transfers they had during the summer transfer window. They brought in Sergio Ramos. They brought in Donnarumma. They brought in Gini Wajnaldum. And of course, the Mercurial one. <laughs> the, the greatest of all time. <laughs> I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Lionel Messi. They brought him to France. And everyone thought and expected that um, PSG would be flying in all competitions. Well, in the League One, they've been winning. But it's been scrappy. It's been die-minute goals. Goals in 90 plus 4, 90 plus 3, 90 plus 1 to win the match. Last weekend, they lost. They lost against Reigns. They couldn't even score one goal. And uh, they lost. They drew in the Champions League against Club Bruges. But they also won Manchester City. But their style of play has changed. They do not... um, they do not seem to have this free-flowing football going. They seem to struggle. Even if they are winning matches, they do not win so comfortably and outrightly. You don't see them dominating matches anymore. So, you never can tell. They might give Pochettino time or he might just be under fire again. Because there are other managers who are out there knocking. Really good managers who are also knocking. Zinedine Zidane is out there. Um, Antonio Conte is out there. There are lots of good managers who are out there who are out of jobs and they might just uh, be taking the job from him anytime soon. Mikhail uh, Ateta of Arsenal, he has seemed to find uh, a way to sort of stable the ship with Arsenal winning three matches back to back and the biggest one against Tottenham, beating them 3 1, and then the jury against Brighton at the weekend. So Mikhail Ateta might just have been able to quench the fire on his job at Arsenal for a while. Some fans are still calling for him to be sacked, but we'll see how that one unfolds. Right. (laughs) Now, let's leave club football. We know it's the international window. Yeah, and Nigeria will be continuing their quest for World Cup qualification. Well, that qualification journey has been going well so far because we are top of our group. Um, we have six points. Um, we also have Liberia, Cape Verde, and Central African Republic in that group. Nigeria has six points. Liberia has three points. Cape Verde, one point, And Central African Republic also have one point. Now, we do not know... To, Nigeria plays tomorrow in their next World Cup qualifier. Um, the NFF has not confirmed which of the stadiums that match will be holding. If it's going to be in Asaba, Abuja, Lagos, Benin, or Calabar. No, Akwa Ibom, sorry. 
We do not know where that match is going to hold for now, but whichever it is, I hope you go out to rep the Eagles. It's not every time you get to watch the Super Eagles play. Now, um, moving on to other things. Mo Salah, the Egyptian Mo Salah, the talisman for Liverpool, he has still not agreed a contract renewal with Liverpool. They're still arguing, they're still going back and forth. Now, the Egyptian has come out to say he wants to be paid 300 to 380,000 pounds per week. Now, if you ask me, I do not think that is too much for a player of the caliber of Mohamed Salah. That guy is a goal scorer. That's how he knows how to do. He scores goals for fun. Presently, he's the highest goal scorer in the Premier League. He scored seven goals already. He just knows how to score goals. I mean, he can be having a bad game, but he will still put the, goal, put the ball at the back of the net. And if Liverpool lets this guy go, I don't know if they'll be able to get another player in the caliber of Mohamed Salah. I mean, with Salah, you're guaranteed 25 Premier League goals every season. I don't think that it should be a wide... If it were me, if I were the management of Liverpool, I would just hand Salah a blank check. Say, guy, go and take anything you want. Put it, take it. He's good. He's that good. And I think Liverpool should give him what he wants. Just give it to him and keep this guy already. Right. Uh, let's go to another segment of the show. A did you know part of the show. Now, did you know? In 2010, after a training session, a young Manchester City fan asked Mario Balotelli for an autograph. And Mario Balotelli asked him why he's not at school. And the child explained that his absence is due to the bullying he's subject, subjected to by his classmates. Immediately, the striker got the child into his Maserati, headed for the school, and in front of the director, he immediates and lectures the agitator, making him promise not to bother his comrades anymore. You know, Mario Balotelli was quite a... quite a... What's the word? 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 Mario was quite a controversial player. Yeah, he was. I mean, he had great times, but his actions in and off the pitch, really, I feel like it really hindered his um, career. He was a very good striker. I can't forget his shirts. Why always me, Mario? (laughs) Great guy. Anyways, that's the much we can take on the Midweek Sports Podcast today. Stay with us and hear my voice. Thank you very much for listening. We'll come your way again by the weekend. Yeah? But stay there. Don't go anywhere. (laughs) I love you. Thank you very much for listening.